The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. SGPN is teaming up with Shady Rays for Shady May. Get 50% off your Shady Rays using the promo code SGPN. Then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash shady for your chance to win $500. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is... Malcolm Bamford, I am unable to say Shady Ray or Shady Maze for a third time. It's like the third time through the order. I just can't do it. Once I get to Shady May that second time, it makes me laugh every single time. Um, today is, oh, let's have a think, Monday, definitely, May the 8th. Uh, and we are here for a full card of action for Tuesday, May the 9th. Joining me uh, off the uh, youth team tonight, number 77, Mr. Noah Bennett. Noah, what's happening? Malcolm, what's going on, man? Uh, great weekend for yours truly, watching my alma mater, the Point Park Baseball. Point Park nice. Pioneers won the conference tournament uh, today. They were, the, they were the three seed in our conference, and we stole a bid. And per- outstanding performances by the pitching staff. We had two starters throw 15 and 16 innings in – four days over the weekend. So wow. outstanding job from the guys. And uh, now they're going into the NAIA uh, national tournament. Uh, it was opening day here as well uh, yesterday. There we go. However, I chose to go to the Newcastle match and drink my <laughs> own body weight in cider. Um, but I believe we uh, won. Um, we beat Newcastle University, doubleheader 16 to 1 and then 7 to 1, I think, in the second There we go. Yeah. So, so you have you have university ball begin in May? What like so when does the season end? We'll go through till October. Really? Yeah. Um yeah, well maybe yeah, maybe September. Obviously the weather's like we can, we've barely been able to practice the last three months because it's just been soaking wet and horrible. That's, but obviously that's it's, how it it's is just for that us. It, it's out of season for the universities as well because the students all go home. But we have there's two universities do. in Newcastle, and but yeah, they'll be around to play because there's a hell of a lot of Asian students hang around. Uh, loads <laughs> of Japanese, Korean students, so they just stay here and uh, they get little summer jobs and stuff. So yeah, we so, yeah. The, the university teams are strong. I, I normally uh, don't rep all my shit because it's all sweat stains <laughs> and stuff from practicing. It's a black hat with a bunch of sweat stains. But, yeah, I felt like today called for it because it was a great weekend from the from the game. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the chat is buzzing as always. Riley was first in. Well, TBDBJ was uh, was first in. He was waiting there. Riley's here, Lane. Uh, live TP performer. Do you know who this is? No, a new new name for me. Yeah, uh, new name for me too. Welcome. Excellent. So good evening. Uh, yeah, very welcome. Um, if you'd ever watch a slide, come and join in. It's fun. Nothing to be scared of. Uh, the Discord channel as well is always full of beans. Um, I've just finished watching the end of the football. Now. There's been three Premier League games today and the game's finished 5-3, 5-1, plus 900 underdogs won 5-1 on the road and then the last game's just finished 4-3 uh, so there's been 21 goals yeah. in the in the three games today and Barry Sounds gave good. out the uh, plus 900 winner so there's oh, been there our Discord channel has been absolutely full of winners today which is Sounds why like I bring up the Discord 
sounds like lots of fun. And they do you pay attention to any fantasy baseball this weekend in the SUPM league? I'm well, I've got it mentioned. It's in my so I've got three things of note yet. So okay. I was working on Saturday. I was drunk yesterday. Um, so I haven't seen... I've, I've caught up with all the scores. I've checked a few boxes. Um, but I didn't see loads and loads and stuff. What This is what I can remember from this weekend. I've written down quite a few blowouts. Quite a few <laughs> extra innings that went kind of deeper in. You know, not like 10 inning games. There was a couple of 14s and stuff, wasn't there, knocked out? Um, our TGFBI pitches are a nightmare. Because we keep doing the same thing every week. We four or five pitches have a good start. We claw our way back. Claw, <laughs> claw, claw, claw. Somewhere near a 40 or eight. And then someone comes and goes, kapoosh, 12 <laughs> runs in two innings. And last this night week- was Graham Ashcraft's turn. <laughs> last week was Brad Keller had a go. Brady Singer's had a turn. They've all had a go. Um, they're taking turns. And yeah, it was horrible. This week it was, it was Brad Keller again, though, against Oakland. So, like, he didn't have the greatest start. And I said to you... I was like, I really believe in this Royals pitching staff because they've fixed Aroldis Chapman. They're doing a lot of things. But the two guys that we had on our roster had been struggling lately, Brady Singer and Brad Keller. And I was like, all right, Keller, I'm ready to cut the cord if he can't do anything against the athletics. He sucked. So we cut the cord on Brad Keller. Um, But Graham Ashcraft pitched like an inning and maybe two outs and got that comebacker on Saturday off his shin. Hopefully he's good for this week. But yeah, I mean, I I'm playing Insano, uh, Captain Insano this week in the SGPN league, and I think my strength of schedule is number one in this fucking league because I've played Blake. I think I've played Foxy, and both those guys cover fantasy baseball for us here. Foxy's at bottom of the league for his start. I know, I, I know, but I'm saying so, both those guys cover it. Then I played uh, the Morning Dump who. Please forgive me, but I forget who manages that. But he's third in the league, and I've won my last two matchups. I'm fourth, and I lost the first two or three or whatever. So, my schedule. So you haven't you haven't played the uh, you haven't played against the league leaders yet, then Noah. Yeah, that's you, right? Oh, is it? Sorry, I hadn't. Um, I wasn't sure. I just uh, <laughs> just ordered in. Ah, yes, I was sure. It is me. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, yeah, that's what the, the final thing on my notes is <laughs> top of the day, gents, fantasy. <laughs> yeah, a little flex. Um, yeah, I'm quite comfortably clear as well. Um, so, yeah, catch me if you can, boys. Um, but, yeah, I need to uh, I'll get my head back into the back into MLB. I enjoyed looking at today's cards. Obviously, we had the stupid coronation over the weekend. Did you watch any of that silliness? No, I have no idea what that is. So, tell me about it. <laughs> oh, dude, you sound like Dylan. Um, <laughs> The coronation of King Charles the Third was it the third, fourth? Who knows? You know the king and the queen. Do you understand any of this? Yeah, I know your monarchy system <laughs> over there, but I don't know who it is, what it, what it's about, all, all that oh, stuff. Man, you, uh, well, King Charles was he That's like his saying, coronation this weekend. The only reason why I know any leader of countries is if they do something bad. Like, I know Putin, and I know Kim Jong-un, and that's, yeah. I think, I think that's it, because those are the two guys that really could start World War Three today if they wanted to. No, oh, fair <laughs> enough. Uh, no, well, we just had the most ridiculous British weekend of people trotting around the place in gold carriages um, and all that sort of shite. But, yeah, it was preposterous. Um, but, yeah, it's been a, it's been a fun weekend. Um, Newcastle got beat yesterday, so I've made myself extra full of cider to, to numb the pain on that one. <laughs> uh, but we are ready 
uh, to fill in this week's MLB. I think I went all right. You tally tight picks and stuff over the weekend. My yeah, uh, my dogs have been barking. I think I'm six from seven on my dogs on the on the little spreadsheet that we fill in every day. So yeah, going along okay. Um, I'll tell you about Shady Rays and Shady May before we get on with the card. Uh, Shady Rays teaming up with SGPN for Shady May. We get the Mason fifty percent off, but a chance to win five hundred dollars. Uh, Shady Rays got you covered for all your outdoor activities. The durable frames are brilliant, but if they do break or you lose them, you can get them replaced even on day one. Uh, they'll send you a brand new pair, no questions asked, or you can get them exchanged or return them for free within 30 days. So there's no risk at all. Go to shadyrays.com, use the code SGPN for 50% off two or more pairs of polarised sunglasses. Then take your receipt to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash shady for your chance to win the $500 Shady Mate contest. Okay. Um, I, I love this comment from Lane Elliott. Uh, there's actually two of them that are great from him here. But he goes, Malcolm, you've been killing the dogs. Well, is he killing the, like, killing it, picking the underdogs, or is he killing dogs like Michael Vick over there? Malcolm, statement? Well, I, I have we had this conversation yet? Some people might think <laughs> I'm a little bit weird. I really, really, I don't like dogs. Oh, Malcolm. Even a little, and I'm not saying I'm going around killing them. That's not what I'm saying. No. I just don't understand them, Noah. I don't know where they come from. I don't trust them. <laughs> like, well, you, do you, you understand? teach them. You teach them, and then it's... Where they come from? Like, what do you mean, where they come from? Well, where do they live? Like, I know where other an, animals? Like, animals live in the wild, right? Yeah, generally. Sure. Do you have a cat? Please don't tell me you have a cat. Of course not, no. Okay. Not at all. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just... The other... I don't understand, right? If I came round your house, Noah, right, right, and got with my arse out, right, with my naked arse out, you're sitting watching the telly, you're sitting watching the telly having a sandwich, and my and I've put my naked arse next to you, you'd have something to say, wouldn't you? You'd say, Malcolm, that, that's inappropriate. But a dog can do it all at once, and no one seems bothered that this is naked shitty arse is just sitting next to your sandwich or your yogurt or your bowl of pasta. It's it's baffling, like it's absolutely baffling to me. It's one interesting way to look at owning a dog. But <laughs> sure, go they... ahead. Lane Elliott also, the other great <laughs> comment was he wants to place a future on Insano to win the uh SGPN Dynasty League. Uh what would you place the odds here? Because uh, he lost to you in the semifinals last year. He's in yeah. second currently in the standings, and it's you in first, I'm in fourth, Blake's in fifth. Those are three of the SGPN baseball contributors here. What would his odds be? Well, if you want to pick insane over me, I don't think you should be allowed money for a start. But I'll give you, um, I'll give you eight to one on the captain. If anyone wants to, uh, to fill the boots, just send the uh, send the PayPal over. Eight to one on the captain. You can have sixteen to one on Noah. Um, oh. Minus three hundred on yours truly. It's a dynasty league. So if anybody's listened to this podcast ever, you know how my team's probably constructed. I have like two guys maybe over the age of 30. I'm playing for the long run. I've got a ton of ton of young guys still on their rookie contracts. We're 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 becoming a dynasty. That's what the the term dynasty league is and that's what we're building here. And the uh do you want to target Tiger Sharks baby? <laughs> the only dynasty is how many consecutive years I'm going to win. Uh, that's the dynasty aspect of that league. That's what I thought it meant. Um, right, let's make some picks. Six Ted Easton first pitch tomorrow uh, is the Detroit Tigers at the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, my guy, Michael Lorenzen, 
for Detroit. And he's Shane Bieber. He is my guy. He's my guy again tomorrow. I like him. Um, okay. Shane Bieber goes for Cleveland. Uh, it's plus 185 on the Tigers, minus 213 on the Guardians. Total set at seven and a half. So yeah, Michael Lorenzen, one and one, 514 ERA. He got the good start that I've written we. I should might change that to I. Thought <laughs> that he was capable of um, against the New York Mets. I was uh, there last too. Time. I was in that camp with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree just wasn't with you. On that show. <laughs> um, and I think the, the Guardians are a good team for him to back it up against. I don't see why he can't go. Uh, can't go and put up another good performance. Cleveland don't score a shit ton of runs. Um, they won a series this weekend for the first time in six or seven. I think did they just squeak past Minnesota? Um, Bieber's been okay, um, if not brilliant. Um, Detroit were very, very profitable for us last week. They were more than competitive. Um, I do think this is a good spot for both pitchers. Uh, Bieber at home against a fairly weak Detroit lineup, as, as good as they were last week. And I've got to back up Michael Lorenzo. I went with him last week. I have no reason not to back him up. I'll take the under 7.5, Noah, please. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm lockstep with you here. Is Shane Bieber, he has a 2.45 ERA in his last nine starts against uh, after the pandemic against the Tigers here. The, uh, the two teams ranked 29th and 30th in OPS against right-handed pitching, and Michael Lorenzen had a great outing against the Mets last week. So over the last two weeks, Cleveland has a 2.65 bullpen ERA, which is fourth in the MLB. Detroit has a 3.63, which is 16th. I like all of the unders. Give me all the unders in this game. And how about that preseason handicap from your boy? Cleveland playing a little bit more games out at division. They've started off rough, but they still own the division. They just won the weekend series against the only team that's above 500 in Minnesota this weekend. Yep. Shrewd. You're a shrewd man, Noah. One, one month in, I'm already touting a pick. You know, <laughs> a game my podcast goes, you know. Where do you want your statue, Noah? Uh, yeah. 635 right here, Eastern next to all the other trophies on the dress. That's where we put it. Uh, Colorado Rockies at the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, Connor Seabold for Colorado. And you told me it was, is it Jose Ortiz? Louise Ortiz. L- Louise Ortiz uh, goes for the Pirates. Um, plus 150 for Colorado, minus 170 for Pittsburgh. Although, that might be a different picture because I don't know if Louise Ortiz would be priced at minus 170. I've got a total of eight and a half. Um, but yeah, I'll throw this across to you, Noah, and you can tell us little bits about Louise Ortiz. Yeah, so I, I'm seeing Louise Ortiz is going to get called up here for the start. And forgive me if it's Louis. I've learned that lesson on my own team uh, with Point Park, uh, how m- many Hispanic players that we've had. There's plenty of Louis and Louise's out there but this one hails out of san pedro de marquerie dominican republic ortiz has made four starts in the mlb last year and it was not a great site uh he started in triple a this year with a 223 era two and one record 29 strikeouts 11 walks in 32.1 innings pitched he's gonna pitch to contact and i'm not sure ortiz is anything special but neither is the rockies or connor siebold who opened the year as a reliever now he's making his second start of the year against the Pirates team who is looking to bounce back after a terrible week in games against the Rays and the Blue Jays. Are the Buccos for real or are they going to fold here? I think that Iraqi, Iraqi's money line play is valid here against the uh, you know an inexperienced Pirates pitcher. Um, 
Well, no, team rides. We are two for two. I think the Rockies' money line play is very valid. You've got Pittsburgh on a seven-game losing streak. Uh, we're about to find out. We if weren't going to mention really that on the lead handicap. No way. Well, yeah, I thought I'd better chuck it in there. It's pretty important. Um, I don't mind Seabold either. Uh, talked to up kind of last week. He did okay. Um, Rockies um, steamrolled at the bets on occasions at the weekend as well. So, yeah, uh, the prices, I just think, are wrong. Uh, so, yeah, give me Colorado yeah. plus 150. We will go to a 6.35 Eastern first pitch between the Tampa Bay Rays and the Baltimore Orioles. Zach Eflin takes the ball for Tampa Bay and Rodriguez goes... Uh, Grayson Rodriguez goes for Baltimore. Tampa Bay minus 125, Baltimore plus 105 in a total of 8.5. Um, Zach Eflin, uh, 4-0 on the year with a 2.25 ERA. We liked him at the start of the season. Or oh, certainly Adam Down is, is one to watch anyway. Um, Zach Eflin's been great. Uh, seven innings scoreless against Pittsburgh last time out. Three of his starts, his last three starts, actually, have all gone um, towards the under. He had 10 strikeouts last time, which was a high. Um, so, yeah, he's just he's just building and building and building every start. I expect him to go well. There's nothing to suggest he won't. Um, Rodriguez was shelled last time out. He gave up three home runs against Kansas City, and he has been really inconsistent. Uh, Tampa Bay are 8-2 and two in the last 10. They're showing... No signs of slowing down. They had that funny six-run comeback against the Yankees last, last <laughs> night. They are absolutely the Yankees' kryptonite. Like the Yankees just can't find a way. They clearly live uh, rent-free in the heads of the New York Yankees. Baltimore, fine, going on okay. But I just, I think Tampa Bay will have Rodriguez worked out and they'll be ready to go. Effin will pitch well. And it, the, the price on the race, you don't often have the... They're often shorter than this. I think this is a workable price. Minus 125 uh, for currently the, the best team in baseball. I think it's a good price, so I will be taking that, Noah. Yeah, I was close to nominating this one, the Courtney Love game, because the price is somewhat short on a Tampa Bay Rays team that is definitively the best team in baseball with Zach Eflin, who's 4-0 with a 225 ERA, but I just couldn't find anything to point me towards the Orioles in this game. So I think this cheap price is too hard to pass up. So give me the Rays. We're three for three on uh, double plays. Yeah, I want to call these. And you said exactly what I was thinking when I handicapped this was, let's try and find a way into the Orioles. And I just couldn't. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I would have... If there were some positive signs, you could maybe make a case. But yeah, I just couldn't find a way in. So you can't there's, get away from Tampa. And that's a really good price. There's another game that you gave me the lead handicap of. And I, I, I called that one the Courtney Love game of the week. So if, if you see any of those coming up that you're going to hand over to me, try and guess. All right. All right. I've, uh, I'll keep an eye out for the Courtney Love. And um, the, right. the lead handicaps here are a little bit lopsided because I forgot there was only two of us. Uh, on here so by the time I dished them out you're ending up with a lot of me early on and then a lot of Noah later on that's fine uh, 640 is the New York Mets and the Cincinnati Reds Mad Max Scherzer goes to the bump for New York and Luke Weaver for the Cincinnati Reds minus 213 on the Mets plus 185 on Weaver and the Reds and a total of nine Scherzer 2-2 two two record 556 ERA um, his comeback start was a disaster. Uh, six earned against Detroit. We got Detroit uh, that day. They were a good price. 
we feared and chose her for a couple of reasons. Um, one of mine being the, the the old old guy, the old guy starts uh, that I'm still working on, and that's three out of five now for Max Scherzer that have been bad. The Mets are uh, they've lost ten of their last thirteen, scored two runs or fewer in eight of them. Um, Max Scherzer, however, against the uh, Reds at the Reds, he has a four and all record with a 0.27 ERA um, and 53 strikeouts. And that's in five games. 53 strikeouts in five games started uh, with did a 0.27 ERA. Sorry? Out of out of curiosity, did you mark down how many of them were at Cincinnati? Just- that's all. That that record is at Cincinnati. Really? Okay. Yeah. Five Yeah, five games started, four in all, 0.27. It's absolutely stellar. Yeah, that kind of blew my handicap out of the water just as I was about to pounce on the over. I saw that and I thought, hmm, yeah. um, what should we do? Uh, Weaver has started three games this year. He's given up four, six, and four. Uh, 21 hits, six walks, and 16 innings pitch. So lots of ducks on the pond. No reason to expect any different. I'm going to stick with the over. I can't. I, it was that last, it was those stats of Scherzer at the Reds that nearly talked me out of it. However, Weaver has to give up some to the uh, Mets. It's unavoidable, I think. And I can't justify being back in on Scherzer regardless of those numbers. It's recent, the recency bias is towards him conceding a few runs and I'm still not convinced the pitch clock's doing him any favours as well. He looked a little bit rattled. Um, so I think the Reds can add a few on um, and we'll get to the over nine, I think. Noah. Yeah, so right there... Um, to side with your over, the Mets have a 554 bullpen ERA over the last two weeks. I like narrowing this uh, sample down just because these teams could be pitching better over the time span injuries also. So yeah, last two weeks, they're 24th in the MLB with a 554 ERA. Um, And there's three ways that I think you could have picked this game. It's the Mets minus one and a half, the Reds money line or the over. And I don't like any of them. So I thought it was a tough game to handicap. Scherzer didn't look great in his first appearance from suspension, but you know, that's just getting back into the groove. Maybe chalk that one up, throw it to the side. We want a bigger sample size here and him coming back. Was he using sticky stuff? I don't think so. I just think the alcohol and rosin was fucking sticky as hell. And it was a stupid idea. Um, and he's pitching in the great American shoebox. So um, against Luke Weaver, like you mentioned, so the over seems like it's the play, but I love that stat that you threw out about Scherzer. So I'm going to go with the Mets minus one and a half, but again, I'm not going anywhere near this game. Okay, um, we've got a new sponsor here. So if anyone wants Let's to go. take dating advice off me, that seems like a good idea. Uh, life is full of what ifs. But if you tried something new when it comes to dating, Talkify is a new way to meet other serious singles. Uh, we're all about the serious here. If they help, what if they help you find what you're looking for? Uh, are you having a hard time meeting great people to date? Question mark. Why do you keep trying the same methods over and over if you know yourself to fail? It's time to say goodbye to swiping and bring back the human touch to dating with Talkify. Uh, Talkify, it's the country's number one modern matchmaking service designed to help you achieve relationship success. They're trusted compatibility specialists, hand-select successful and compelling 
candidates are the top five matchmakers meet with you to learn about what you're looking for. And then they'll select and screen potential match candidates for you, background checks, video interviews, uh, all that sort of stuff. Uh, Talkify is committed to finding your match. 80% of clients met their person within the first 12 matches. Right now, Talkify is offering our listeners 20% off when you become a client at talkify.com slash SGPN. That's T-A-W-K-I-F-Y.com slash SGPN for 20% off when you become a client. Talkify.com slash SGPN. Um, okay, where shall we go next? The chat. DVDBJ carrying this over from the college experience. All these Talkify comments are hilarious. He goes, it, Talkify helped me find my D-Gen soulmate. Soulmate to bet on the Detroit Tigers money line. <laughs> we, there were some nights we had like 150 live viewers and they're all talking up, commenting all these hilarious things about Talkify. It was hilarious. So, yeah. Fun stuff. Love those ads. Uh, 6.40 Eastern first pitch. The Toronto Blue Jays at the Philadelphia Phillies. Alec Manoa draws the start for Toronto and Aaron Nola. Likewise for Philadelphia. Toronto are plus 115. Road underdogs. Philadelphia minus 135 with a total of 8.5. Alec Manoa, 1-2 and two on the year. 4.71 ERA. Has been inconsistent. Um... And I find it really hard to get right, Alec Manoa. I certainly have so far this season. Um, his walk rates up and down like a bride's night. He, you just don't really know what to expect. He's been better on the road, 295 ERA, um, and has pitched more on the road as well, 21 and one third. Uh, they've won three in a row, Toronto. They've been scoring lots of runs. Um, Aaron Nola, a little bit similar to Bieber, who we talked about earlier on. You expect better from him. He's been okay but you do expect a bit more. Um, I don't think he's carried much luck either. This was really tricky. Um, I'm going to lean with uh, Manoa's road form and uh, the fact that Toronto are on a little bit of a streak and their bats look quite lively at the moment. Um, I like the price, uh, plus money, plus 115 for the Toronto Blue Jays. Noah. Yeah, uh, both these teams, they have top 10 offenses in the MLB. The Phillies, 769 OPS against right-handed pitching, and the Blue Jays, 759 OPS. Uh, the difference here is that Toronto's bullpen has a 283 ERA over the last two weeks. That's eighth in the MLB. The Phillies have seen regression as they now have the five, have a 506 ERA over the last two weeks. That's 23rd in the MLB. I'm going to go with the road dog here with the Toronto Blue Jays. Okay, that's another team right now. What's going on? Yeah, We're in cahoots. <laughs> uh, 705 Eastern first pitch, the Oakland Athletics. I couldn't say even their name without laughing then. That's ridiculous. The Oakland Athletics at the New York Yankees. Drew Oakland. They'll forever Oakland. Be the fucking Oakland baseball team. The athletics <laughs> franchise is a pathetic piece of shit that don't pay any money for their baseball team. Okay. Uh, Drew Rosinski goes for Oakland. <laughs> and New York Yankees pitcher will be Clark Schmidt. Plus 190. On the A's, minus 222 on the Yankees. Total at eight and a half. Um, Noah, what case could you make for anybody here? Yeah, uh, really stretching to make any sort of case, but uh, I'm not going to play anything in this game. I do think that uh, this is going to be Aaron Judge's return back to the lineup. So that could give 
this lined up a shot of energy and maybe it's sharp to play the minus one and a half a day before at minus one Oh one Oh five before the news is officially announced. I believe this is the return date for judge drew Rusinski, The NC dinos KBO legend has started his new M- MLB tenure, uh, you know, poorly uh, allowing eight runs and 9.1 innings and two starts. Clark Schmidt doesn't blow your skirt up, but his last start was good. So that's all we have to go off of right now. It's, a Yankees minus one and a half play, uh, but no confidence behind it at all. Yeah, we've got a thousand different opinions here in the in the chat. Uh, Captain Sano's take and the dog. Um, <laughs> Yankees fan. <fair. laughs> yeah, Aaron, Aaron Judge uh, will be back tomorrow, we believe. Um, yeah, I think the only angle I could find here, there's nothing to recommend Rusinski, uh, nothing to recommend the A's, nothing to recommend Schmidt. Um so yeah, New York team total was all I got to. That seemed like the safest option Thanks. is that uh, Rusinski and then whoever follows him uh, will give up some runs and New York will score five at least. Yeah. So there, yeah, Speaking that was pretty much the pick. Following him, uh, Oakland, 28th in the MLB in the last two weeks, bullpen ERA, 6-13. So love that. Angle. Correct. Uh, 7-20 Eastern first pitches, the Boston Red Sox at the Atlanta Braves, Nick Pavetta. On the bump for Boston and Charlie Morton for Atlanta. Plus 155 for the Red Sox. Minus 175 for Atlanta. Total of nine. Uh, Nick Pavetta, two and two for 99 ERA. Um, He's been a very steady bang average, Nick Pavetta. All his starts are the same. They're all identical. Five or six innings pitched. Five hits, one or two walks. They are four earned runs every single time. Um, He's got a 382 career ERA at the Braves, which is okay, kind of serviceable. Um, Charlie Morton, uh, three and three, 338 ERA. He had his worst start last time out at the Mets, uh, walking too many batters in generally. Fits into my old guy fade framework too. I think both look vulnerable here to two good hitting lineups. We know Boston, uh, someone's going to put it in the chat, or they haven't got there already, that Boston or overs machine. So it's a pretty much our system play. I'll take the over nine, Noah, please. Yeah, it's another double play here from us. Uh, t- two top 10 offenses against right-handed pitching. Boston Red Sox, second best offense against righties, 815 OPS. Atlanta 10th with a 747. And both of these guys have poor uh, opponent batting average against them. We'll start with the uh, a little bit of a better average uh, against the Braves. The active roster of Atlanta's hitting 241 against Nick Pavetta. Um, I know a lot of guys get like mad when I don't mention it. We haven't had too many good PVB so far on this slate, but uh, this one is where you start to crack it. Marcelo Zuna hitting 250 against Pavetta, Austin Riley hitting 333. Uh, those are two guys to keep an eye on. And then of course, Ronald Acuna Jr. on an NL MVP tear right now. And then, Boston's active roster hitting 298 against Chucky Moe. Um, and as this page loads, we have a Rafi Devers 258 average, uh, 273 from Justin Turner with a tank, and 429 from Alex Verdugo. Just some names to keep an eye on here in the prop market for this game, but love the over, Mel. Okie doke. Uh, 740 Eastern first pitch, Noah. Is the game, I think, you have marked as the Courtney Love game. This is the one I'm going to go for. Uh, the St. Louis Cardinals at the Chicago Cubs. Uh, Jack Flaherty is the one causing most of the stink uh, for the Cards. And Jameson Tyone 
for the Cubs, plus 105 on St. Louis, minus 125 on the Cubs. No total because of the silly wind, etc. Uh, Noah, was I correct? Uh, no, but I, I, ah, like, play, I like playing this game because just to see like if the price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pay, it's a fun game. It's it's fun to it's fun to play around with, um, and just scaling the board what seems off. But this this is maybe why I didn't see it as it's off. Uh, I'd love to see what happens on Monday between these two teams because the Tigers hit a grand slam against the Cardinals on Sunday, and then St. Louis went on to score nine unanswered runs to avoid the sweep and just blow out Detroit on Sunday. If this offense is finally awoken, uh, you know, because if not, the Cubs offense has been better so far this year. Um, And they have the better starting pitcher on the mound who won't beat himself up with walks. Flaherty, he got bombed by the Angels in his last start um, for 10 runs in 2.1 innings. He's got a 14.3 uh, walk percent uh, compared to Jameson Tyone, who's 79th percentile with a 5.4 uh, percentage uh, walking batters this year. Um, so uh, Flaherty is in the 10th percentile. So that's really bad with the control. Although the Cubs, they don't have an established closer. They have had the best bullpen array over the last two weeks with a 231 ERA, the cards, they're 21st with a 482. So it's a wait and see for me after Monday's game, but I might jump on the Cubs here. Uh, yeah, the Cubs was my bet. Um, I very much enjoyed TV DVG describing Jack Flaherty as booty cheeks. Uh, that's a nice, uh, a cute description of him. Um, yeah, Paul Goldschmidt in his third What's up career. The booty cheeks here. We got we're talking about dogs booty cheeks and now Flaherty's booty cheeks. It has been a yeah, a lot of booty action tonight um <laughs> on the show. Uh but yeah, Paul Goldschmidt had his third career three home run game last night. Um so well done to him. Yeah, you can't back Jack Flaherty, you'd be mad. Um I think I picked Tyo last week and he gravely disappointed me, but I'll give him another chance tomorrow. Because, yeah. um, like I say, Flart is on the no bet list, so I'll take the Cubs at minus 125 as well. What were you saying, mate? Sorry. Yeah, sorry about all this talk about ass. If we have any DGENs out there with ex girlfriends, we sincerely apologize. <laughs> 740 Eastern first pitches the San Diego Padres at the Minnesota Twins. Michael Wacker for the Padres. Louis Varland for the Twins. Uh, it's a match on the books. Minus 110 each of two. Total set at nine. Noah. Can you split them? Both of these teams, actually, no, not really. Both of these teams have had pretty similar starts to the season, below average offenses with great pitching. This matchup specifically, I think the total is just a bit too high with Michael Waka, who's made two good starts in a row here, and Louis Varland, who I know both of us believe in. Um, both of these bullpens have top 10 ERAs over the last two weeks, uh, both of them under three, and with a total of nine, I think I just like the under. I think it's a little bit too high. Um, Lane's rightly pointed out that no one uh, we have to take a, a vow of silence uh, regarding Moonaf in this show because if he finds out um, the uh, shenanigans he will not be impressed we he's, get in trouble off Moonaf he's out of the office for a week uh, yeah he is we can do what we want we go wild we'll have a toga party on Thursday Noah. we'll pencil that in everyone toga's on what are we talking about San Diego um, I faded Wacker last time and he was brilliant um there's a pattern emerging here, actually, the same as Tyo last time. Uh, I backed him and he was rubbish. I think you'll go okay. I like Varland. Um, I like Louis Varland. I think there is uh, hope for him 
I think the better days ahead for Varland, but not on this occasion. Um, I think San Diego are just better. There's not much. I think Wack is probably a better pitcher, and San Diego are a better team. And we're getting minus one ten each of two. Um, you have to take the Padres in this situation. Seven forty Eastern first pitch is the Chicago White Sox and the Kansas City Royals. Lucas Giolito um, goes for the White Sox, and Jordan Lyles woo, goes for Kansas City. We have odds of minus one fifty on the White Sox, plus one thirty on Kansas. Total nine and a half. Uh, Lucas Giolito one and two ERA three sixty one and two record three sixty seven. E-R-A. He's had one bad start at Tampa Bay uh, of the seven games he started so far this season. Um, five and one record at the Royals with a 281 ERA. Uh, and Jordan Lyles is just in huge, huge, huge auto feed. He has lost six. Oh, well, he, he, him and the Royals have lost six of his seven starts by over one and a half runs. Um, or plenty bigger on some occasions. So that's that's the only stat you need to know, really. Six out of seven, uh, the opposition run line would have catched. So let's take the Chicago White Sox to make it seven out of eight tomorrow. White Sox on the run line, though, it seems easy. Yeah, it does seem a little bit easy. And the White Sox have woken up a little bit here uh, since the beginning of May. The offense is just a little bit more exciting, and they have Tim Anderson back. Uh, the offense is also hitting 314 in their history against Jordan Lyles. Um, guys to eye in this game, Elvis Andrews hitting 343. Yasmani Grandal, 360. 571 from Gavin Sheets with a bomb. Yasmani Grandal also did have a bomb, by the way. 333 from Andrew Benatendi and 286 from Tim Anderson. I think this is White Sox all day long. Uh, tough day for the uh, – we're, we're on auto fade with the White Sox for 14 days straight, eh? Yeah, they, they've, actually, they've made it off. Like you said, they've been better lately. They've made it off the uh... – the auto fade list. So yeah, they're in contention for a pick now and again. Um, and yeah, we'll take them. We'll take them in this spot. Now. 7.40 Eastern first pitch. The LA Dodgers at the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, Thor, Noah Syndergaard takes the ball for the Dodgers and left-handed pitcher Eric Lauer goes for the Brewers. It's another match. Minus 110 each of two. Total at nine. Noah, can you split these two? Uh, I mean, so... Malcolm, this is the Courtney Love game. Oh, this is the one. Okay. Yeah, this this one smells like absolute shit. You got, <laughs> you got Eric Lauer on the mound, and he's pretty. It's pretty much an even price against the public's favorite Dodgers and Noah Syndergaard. Let me let me tell you what Eric Lauer has done in his last two starts. On paper, he's three and three with a four forty ERA. His last two starts were against the Tigers, where he gave up four runs in three innings, and against the Rockies, where he gave up four runs in 4.2 innings. Not very good starts against two pretty poor offenses. So I, I thought that I thought this game is just completely off. Um, I, I think uh, the stat that's sticking out here for me is that these teams' OPS against righties and lefties are much different. Milwaukee, 742 OPS against right-handed pitching. That's 11th. And the Los Angeles has a 661 OPS against left-handed pitching, which is 25th. Um, like I said, this game just seems like the public's going to love the Dodgers with Noah Syndergaard on the mound. And give me the Brew Crew at home on the money line. Yeah, fair enough. Be a good case. I couldn't really do anything with the, with the side on this at all. Um, you're just rooting through the, the stats on both pitches. They're so inconsistent, particularly Lauer. 
you could you couldn't take take the Bruins, and I didn't really want to take the Dodgers with Syndergaard because I'm kind of out on Syndergaard, and like I say, Lauer's so up and down, it's hard to know what to do. So I took the over here, um, one of those where you've got two or three different ways that this could cash for you, one or the other or both, uh, give up a few runs. So yeah, the nine uh, over nine, I would have preferred maybe half a point lower, I'm half a run lower, uh, but yeah, I'll take the I'll take the over nine and, and be happy with my push when it finishes. Uh, five to four in favour of somebody. Nine thirty-eight Eastern first pitch is the Houston Astros at the LA Angels. Uh, left-handed pitcher Fran Valdez goes for Houston. Shohei Otani goes for the LA Angels. Plus one fifteen on Houston, minus one thirty-five on the Angels. Total of seven and a half. Back to Noah. Yeah, I'm having notebook issues. This is what happens when you have uh, traditional old school paper, but um. I think this is the best pitching matchup of the day. One of the best we've seen all year so far. So this is appointment television. Framber Valdez, 260 ERA, only 10 walks with 45 strikeouts and 45 innings pitched. And through the first month, Shohei Otani is looking like the AL Cy Young favorite with a 4-0 record, 254 ERA, and 59 strikeouts and 39 innings. Here's my handicap, though. Angels hitters have a 263 batting average against uh, Framber Valdez, Taylor Ward hitting 500, Anthony Rendon 438 with a homer, and Brandon Jury hitting 600. I think I have to go with the Angels on the money line here after the Astros' early offensive woes with Shohei on the mound. I will concur with you for the umpteenth time tonight. Um, <laughs> it's a good matchup, this one, like you say. Um, in fact, I'm talking bollocks. I haven't picked the same pick as you. I do think the Angels will win. Um, but I'm not very good at picking the Angels. It's always it's a bit of a tribulation, isn't it, when you pick LA? Um, the first five under was my pick. I think Valdez, Valdez has been going really well. Uh, lately and show here will shove as per usual so yeah we could get a bit of a slow burner here um so yeah so i'll take the first five under with the place and some trust in both pitches 940 eastern first pitches the texas rangers at the seattle mariners left-handed pitcher andrew heaney for the rangers and george kirby goes for seattle uh, plus 140 on texas minus 160 on seattle total set at eight uh he struggled his last three starts. He's getting progressively worse again. He, it's really hard to work out. He, I feel like we're always talking about Heaney on this show. We kind of, everyone was pumped for him first start of the season, had a shocker. And then just as we kind of got ready to write him off, he came back and pitched really well and has regressed again since. Um, all, of his, all of those starts have been at home. So maybe he might be a little bit happier on the road. Um I checked his road stats at Seattle, 446 career, so uh, nothing to write home about there. George Kirby, 3-2 and two on the earth, 311 ERA. He's been fine. George, the key to George Kirby is he's not walking anybody and he's not giving up any home runs. Um, he's also going deep into games as well. You're getting 6-7. I think he's gone eight innings once this year. Uh I think Seattle this weekend to me looked like they were turning a little bit of a corner, certainly offensively. Julio Rodriguez looked more um, like his old self. They're back at 500 as well, which I think is important. I've got Seattle down here at minus 160. Price is a bit short. Shot around, there'll be a 150 somewhere we can find. So I'll take the unit and a half play behind George Kirby on the Mariners. No yeah, you feel like you've been talking about Heaney a lot on this podcast. I feel like I've gotten Logan Gilbert and George Kirby on every podcast <laughs> that I'm on. And 
Kirby's done like I, I like the word that you used, fine. Like uh he's not excelled in really any of these games, but his box scores have all been doing just middle of the road. And most of the times it's setting up Seattle to win, which is not paying off for me and the angle that I thought that he'd have a sophomore slump. Logan Gilbert, it's been a little bit better. Um and we're talking about two teams that I was completely indifferent on in the preseason. I was all the way in on the Rangers, just not putting any money in just because of their health. Um, they're all a lot of injury prone players. And as we've seen, it's Corey Seager and Jacob DeGrom that are down right now. And we're talking about the Mariners, who I just seemed like I was the one pumping the brakes on all the preseason hype. But I think this game in particular, I have to go with the Mariners on the money line. Okay. Uh, the... Penultimate game. Oh, I've caught him up. He's having a drink. Oh, he's panicked. There he goes. He's got his pen. Pens up. Uh, the penultimate game on the show is the 9.40 Eastern first pitch between the Miami Marlins and the Arizona Diamondbacks. Jesus Lazardo, left-handed pitcher, goes for Miami. And Brandon Fat will go for Arizona. Uh, even money on the uh, Marlins with Lazardo. Minus 120 on Bart and... The Diamondbacks total set at nine. Um, I didn't see an awful lot of uh, Fart's uh, first start last week, Noah. So tell me how he went and, and what's going on tomorrow. Not good at all. The Rangers bombed him. I think he gave up seven runs in four innings. Um, but this is my longest-winded handicap of the day. I think I have a, an all-right read on the game. Um, both starters are young studs, and I think we can get a discounted first five under um, in the market. Jesus Lazardo is a wicked lefty who hasn't allowed more than four runs in any of his seven starts this season. That one four-run start was against the Guardians, um, and his last two starts since, he's faced much better offenses than the Guardians in the Cubs and the Braves, um, and he's been performing very well. He catches an Arizona offense that is a better matchup than those Cubs and Braves teams right now. Um, and Brandon fought on the other hand, he was hit around in his first start by the Rangers who are one of the best offenses in the league. Um, it was on the road. It's a tough spot for your MLB debut. Fott has plenty of prospect pedigree and now he draws the 27th offense in MLB against right-handed pitching for OPS. This is a first five under stay away from the full game though. Cause these bullpens could definitely blow this. <laughs> uh, okay. Now you've, uh, I've got a full game here, and you've you've now got me scratching my head a little bit about it. I'm giving I'll, I'll uh, give you the the bullpen here. I it was a blank statement. Here's the ERAs over the last two weeks for these bullpens: Arizona four ninety three, that's twenty second, and a five sixty, which is twenty fifth. Yeah, I, I was just happy to give Brandon Farr a chance here. Um, you said lots of. Uh, prospect pedigree, lots of talk about him. He's been a fantasy darling. Everyone's been picking him up for weeks, if not months, uh, and stashing him away in the, at the end of the bench in the fantasy leagues. And I never really need much encouragement to fade Miami just because they don't score enough runs. Uh, so you've always got a chance. Like, they never knock you out the game. Um, and I don't know what situation I would have to take. I, w- I would want to take a minus 120 price about the Miami Marlins. So the fact that we, everyone's going to be looking at Fart again to see if we can get a good start out of him. And I still think the D-backs are the better team. Uh, 
Yeah. The, so therefore, like, um, against, especially, like you say, against this Miami team, the D-backs are always going to be in this game. Um, so plus 100, I just think the prices are the wrong way around. Uh, so I was happy to say the value, um, even though the, the uh, like you say, the bullpen numbers, you're, tr- you're trying to talk me out of it a little bit. But... It's a good handicap. I, I like it. I mean, you, you just look at the two teams on paper and they should be in this game. There's no way that the Marlins pull away. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, it was. Uh, it wasn't a, a big or clever handicap, but sometimes you just again uh, the the extra little bit of value. The final game here is nine forty five Eastern first pitch. It's the Washington Nationals at the San Francisco Giants. It is left-handed pitcher Patrick Corbin uh, for the Nats, and it is Logan Webb for the San Francisco Giants. Uh, plus one ninety five on the Nationals, minus two thirty three on the Giants, in a total of eight. You know what? Yeah, happy uh, happy Patrick Corbin Day uh, to those who celebrate. I am one of those guys that do celebrate, and the money line's been all right. Corbin's one and four on the year with a five seventeen ERA, but his last four starts, Corbin has looked good. Um, the under the hood stat cast numbers don't think it's going to continue. Uh, his baseball savant page is covered in blue and this giants team has their ACE on the mound and their lineup has a three Oh eight batting average against Corbin and 115 plate appearances. So JD Davis, two ninety seven with four jumbo dogs, Michael Conforto, three twenty three with five tanks, Wilmer Flores, two seventy three. That's a Giants minus one and a half plus one oh five play for me here. I think the Patrick Corbin bump day uh enthusiasts have a uh, a nice little bank account day here. Yeah, it's weird because like you, you look at Corbin and you kind of it almost comedically being faded on this show. Um, but uh, you, you said good. I've written down not terrible, uh, which isn't there quite good. But yeah, I mean, it's a compliment of sorts. I'm sure he'd be yeah. delighted to hear me describe him as not terrible. I bet he speaks very highly of me. Um, but yeah, he's been all right. Like, do you know what I mean? Um, the and the Nats are all right as well. The Nats are being scrappy. They're in the they're in the game. Like, hang around. They, um, did they come back and win late doors last night, or come back and then blow it again? I think. Anyway, the. The scoring runs are around. Um, quite like Logan Webb as well. You can't take the Giants. Re- I mean, I just talked about back in Miami at minus 120. You, no point this year is you would want to take the Giants at minus 233. I've done something I very, very rarely do, really uh, unusual, is Washington on the run line. Barely ever take the... Like, the run line for me is a favourites play. If the favourites are too short, you just tease them out to the run line. It's a bit lazy, really. Um, but I think Washington can... They'll probably win now I've done this, but I think they keep this close um, because there's no way the Giants should be... I don't think they can get away um, similar to similar to Miami that we just talked about. So, yeah, minus 118 for Washington on the run line um, is going to be the, the way I'm taking this one. Yeah, of, um, all, of all of our guys on the pod, I think I give out probably the most plus one and a half dogs. Um, and it's just... Like you mentioned, it's it's an easy handicap to go, hey, I, I think that um, this favorite is going to win the game, but their price is minus 160. So let's just do the minus one and a half plus money and shoot our shot there. With the dog, though, it's like, okay, maybe the bullpen is the reason why that like this price is plus 180 on the money line. Maybe it's the starting pitcher doesn't have the greatest uh, stretch, hasn't had the greatest stretch, or maybe the offense is lacking a little bit here. But it's like, you don't have enough to convince you on the favorite, but 
you're not sold on the dog. It's a plus one and a half when it's plus money. I think it hits at a high rate, and I, I've had good success playing those on the pot. Holy shit, talking about the Nats bullpen. I'm not wanting to labour the points on our fantasy team, though, that TGFBIT, but we've got Scott Barlow, the Kansas City Royals closer, and we've got Kyle Finnegan, the Washington Nationals closer. So we've got two of the three worst teams in baseball. We've got yeah, their closer. but mention who's our top closer. Well, yeah, we've got Emmanuel Class A, so we're doing all right. So it's kind of our backup guy. Yeah. And we've had them on a revolving door all season because we play Barlow one week, and he's terrible. And Finnegan will do all sorts. So then we swap them over, and obviously the script's completely fit. So I think last week, I mean, like, yeah, last week, Finnegan had maybe two saves and a win, where Barlow yeah. got in the game like three times when they were 46 nothing down, um, gave up a couple of earned runs, six walks, and a hit or something. Um, and, and if we swap them over this week, exactly the same thing will happen. Yeah, and it's it's just like we're doing the logical thing. We're playing the matchups. They're both <laughs> closers. So it's like who has the better stretch of games here? And then yeah. it's like, okay, the Nats just turned over uh who who they turn over yesterday. It's like, okay, well, w- at the beginning of the week we thought they had no business beating uh Arizona at Arizona who we're high on and they had a four-game stretch against the Cubs. So it's like, oh my God, they they win three of four against the Cubs and they take the last one against Arizona and they were all save situations. It's like, okay, who would have expected that? <laughs> yeah, we couldn't have been getting that any And Kansas more City wrong. had three games against Oakland. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Brady Singer gave up a gazillion runs in one of them. Okay. Um, and Keller. Don't forget about Keller. He's gone. <laughs> lock and dog time, Noah. Uh Moonaf will be impressed. We've, we've knocked this out in 54 minutes. And it's a two-man two show, though, isn't it? Too. We've, we've gone off the rails as well. The, the two-man show is always good for a few minutes, uh, quicker than the three-man. Um, what have you got, Lock and Dog? All right, it smells like shit, but Milwaukee Brewers minus 105 with Eric Lauer on the mound against the Dodgers. It just makes all the sense in the world. Uh, that it doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? <laughs> like yeah. Lauer has not looked good in his last two starts, and he's going up against a, fu- a public favorite in the Dodgers with Noah Syndergaard. Everybody loves Thor. Um, and you you have Milwaukee, who has a 742 OPS against right-handed pitching. That's 11th in the MLB. And the Dodgers have a 661 OPS, which is 25th in the MLB against left-handed pitching. So I'm going with the Brewers here. And then another one that makes plenty of sense here to me i don't we called it out early on in the podcast where it's just the price doesn't make sense right now Luis ortiz is getting called up by the pirates here and they're a minus 175 favorite i'm gonna take uh colorado rockies plus 140 against uh, a guy that you know he doesn't have the strikeout stuff he's gonna pitch to contact and this colorado offense um has been middle of the road against right-handed pitching i think that pittsburgh they've lost their last seven games, it's uh, a fairly reasonable price to lay plus 140 with the Rockies here at Pittsburgh. Yep. Uh, yeah, I was right there with you on that one. So I uh, fully agree. Um, my luck, the, uh, these two just felt like really easy, really straightforward picks. Tampa Bay Rays, minus 125. Um, see, probably a better pitcher and a pitcher who's been going well in Zach Eflin. Um, yep. it, definitely the better team. And I think... You know what the Rays are like. They'll be ready for Rodriguez tomorrow. There'll be plans in place uh, to get to him tomorrow. So I think Tampa Bay are a good price at minus 125. 
And just a baby dog uh, with its naked anus watching you eat your sandwich um, is the Toronto Blue Jays um, at the Philadelphia Phillies. We know Alec Manoa has been a little bit up and down, but his road numbers are okay. Um, and Nola, I just he, again, he's, he's sitting on a 464 ERA. He's been all right, like, uh, but not a minus 135 favourite. Blue Jays on a little streak, uh, scoring some runs as well. Uh, so I'll take the Blue Jays as my dog, plus 115. Noah, anything else you need to tell us before we crack on? Yeah, I mean, I think all, all four of our plays were kind of in the same thought process on all of them. I had both of your picks. Um, the one that you may have been pumping the brakes a little bit was the Brewers money line from me on the Dodgers, but we loved the Rockies as a dog. So I feel all right about the slate tomorrow. <laughs> How about you? Yeah, I just I wasn't good enough to pick a winner of that uh, Brewers Dodgers game, but uh, <laughs> thankfully you sorted it out for us. Yeah, um, I mean, the, the rest something's smelling on the board. I'm I'm diving in. <laughs> uh, the rest of the week here, yeah, we uh, Noah already said that Moonaf is out of office for a little while. I am off to London Town again for a big old uh, casino job. Right, pretty much on the runway at Heathrow Airport. Um, so I'll be down there till Thursday. So I think we've got Dylan and Scott. Scott Reichel um, is going to go, going to host the show tomorrow. And then I think, yeah. is it you and Scott on Wednesday? Yeah, I'm available on Tuesday, but I'm not getting the call. So it's Scott Reichel and Dylan <laughs> on Tuesday, me and Scott Reichel on Wednesday. And I think it's you and me on Friday again. He, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm back on Thursday with somebody. Uh, so yeah, if I, you, think, I think you're with Dylan on Thursday and I'm with you on Friday. I have the day off Thursday. Scott's, Scott's all business as well. Uh, you'll enjoy yeah. Scott on the show uh, this week. He will not fanny about He's, giving you those picks. He, he, I don't know. He might listen. I don't think he'll listen to the end end of the show. He listens to like <laughs> where we place the ads. Come in here and just make make some fun of his mic, please. It's hilarious. <laughs> some fun of his what? His mic. His mic. Yeah, he's got a headset, and there's just a knot like right here up by his like face. It's it's funny. Okay, I, I find it funny. But Scott's cool. We had him on the show a couple of times last year. So yeah, he's, he's our producer. So give him love tomorrow. Uh, thank you, everyone who's in the comments. The comment section is uh, flames lately. It really makes me giggle on a nightly basis. So we appreciate that. Um, good luck with all your picks. Uh, enjoy Scott uh, with the boys over the next couple of days. I'll be back on Thursday. Until then, we'll see you down the road. Cheers. <laughs>